welcome our live stream audience, family, friends, all of y'all. Hey, glad to have you in your house. Glad to be in your house, on your <laughs> computer, on your phone, in your living room. Praise the Lord. It's all good. Amen. So, um, I haven't said this one for a long time, so take your seat, please. We're going to see some things. Things. Some things, John. Yeah. If we're going to do it, let's do it all. <laughs> I declare I am out of debt forever. All of my needs are met right now. I have plenty more to put in store. I have preferential treatment. I walk in the favor of God and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. I expect unexpected income because I am a money magnet in Jesus' name. All the good deals come my way. Every single one. I got checks in the mail. Money's hunting me down. I'm blessed so I can be a blessing. And I know what to do with it. In Jesus' name, the saints said, amen. amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. So, today is um, February 2020. 2020. 2020. That's the double. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, and going with what we've been, where we have been with our theme for this year, I want to talk about um, our part to play in this decade of destiny, our part. And um, Pastor Gary's New Year's revolutions, revolutions, revelations, and they are, hey, I'll tell you what, those revelations will create a revolution in you if you sow them into you. Amen. So that was not a slip of the tongue. That was on purpose. <laughs> now that. <laughs> so, number one. Second Chronicles 2020, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. Number two, uh, fear not. Number three, you are complete in him. Complete. Number four, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure. He wants to. He wants to. Number five, be steadfast unmovable. You're not going to move me out of my church? You're not going to be moved out of your church? Right? Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as you know that your labor is not in vain. What you do here is never, ever in vain. Amen. So let's start in Second Chronicles 2020, please. Actually, yeah, uh, we're going to start in verse 1, though, in chapter 20. Second Chronicles 20, verse 1. <clears throat> Are you there? Okay, how about now? All right. And it came to pass, after this also, that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There comes a great multitude against you from beyond the sea. There is an attack coming. And um, 
How, how many have you been there? Bill, unexpected bill comes up. Unexpected spot on your body shows up. Unexpected something, something shows up. Right? But look at, uh, I'm going to read this out of the new uh, King James because it's a little bit easier to understand. And, and I like the way they did it. And uh, we're going to take it down to verse 12. Because after the attack, we have our part to play in this. And this is what I want to talk about tonight. Our part. And, and Jehoshaphat said, Oh, our God, verse 12, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming up against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. That's the correct response. Stuff happens, but you have to answer that. So that is your part to play in this deal. When an attack comes, God, our eyes are upon you at the mention of your name. Come on. Verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord, listen to this, came upon Jehaziel. And I crossed off the rest of that just, just for the sake of reading this. Because he's the son of, the son of, the son of, the son of. By the time you go through all those sons of, it waters it down. It came upon one person. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. In the midst of the assembly, one person speaking to the whole assembly, the congregation, and then it says all of Judah. And he said, listen to all of you Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is one person. One person. We have a lot of one persons in this place. You have a part to play and you have a part to say in what's going on. Amen? Especially when you're under an attack. And verse 15, he said, listen, all of you Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat and you president and you prime minister. Thank you. And come on, he's talking to some serious people here. He's got 36, 36 feet of intestinal fortitude and a whole lot of guts, right? Come on. He says, this says the Lord unto you. Do not be afraid or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. But I put, the fight is not yours. The fight is not yours. <laughs> it's God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the, at the end of the brook uh, where before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, our part. Position, show up. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. And, and I had a couple of different ver uh, versions of this. It says, position yourselves, stand still and see. Take your positions, stand still and watch. He just said, you show up and watch what I'm going to do for you. Come on. He wants to show up and show out on your behalf. And he just said, you just come and see what I'm about ready to do. I'm fixing to do something really cool for you. Amen. Amen. Take your places. Stand still and see. Listen to this in the message. It says, you won't have to lift a hand in this battle. You won't even lift a hand. If you do, it's just going to be to praise the Lord. Right? It says, you won't have to lift a hand in this battle. Stand firm. Judah and, and Jerusalem, and watch. Watch God's saving work for you take shape. Don't be afraid. Don't waver. March out boldly tomorrow. God is with you. And he is all the time. 
Amen? Now look at this, verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Who started that? Jehoshaphat. The king. Come on, he's the first one to bow. Humility, right? Then, okay, then verse 19. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of, of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, and as I was reading through this, and, and, and this thought came to mind, as a leader, there's a time to bow, and then there's a time to take your stand. He bowed first, then he stood up. When he bowed, he got his marching orders. Selah. Then he stood up and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall he be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. And when he had, cons- <laughs> he had consulted with the people, he, Jehoshaphat, appointed those who would sing unto the Lord. Jehoshaphat did all of that after he bowed. Then he stood. He appointed those who should sing unto the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. It all started with Jehoshaphat bowing before the Lord. And it empowered him. And when you have a pastor that's, that's humble and walks in humility and grace, we have one. Hello? You miss a good opportunity to say amen. Or yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. Verse 22. Now, when they began to to sing and to pray, all they had to do was start. It says, they began. So they got out the first, hallelujah. They just had to begin. They just had to start. What's going to happen when you begin to start to do whatever God's called you to do? He will finish it. Amen. This is now when they began to sing and to praise. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Now they said these people, um, Moab was a. Uh, they, they said that they were they were a uh, they were horsemen. Ammon was military, and Seir they were cannibals. So like these were some serious people coming against them, right? If the horses don't get you, the army will. If the army don't, the people are gonna eat you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they had, a, they had a reason to be freaking out a little bit, right? But it's not the size of the enemy, it's the size of your God. Yeah. <laughs> and he's big, he's big. So, against these people that came against Judah, and they were defeated, listen to this, for the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. <laughs> okay. These two came against the other one that was, that was with them. <laughs> they came against the, the, the inhabitants of Mount of Seir. They helped destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. Verse 25, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on dead bodies, precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil because there was so much. 
It started with a bow. Our part to play. Believe, right? Mm. Verse 29, the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. That's good to know. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for God gave him rest all around. Rest all around. Um, Luke 137 in the Passion Translation, it says, Not one promise from God is empty of power. Not one. So if he's given a word, realize that it is not empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. No thing. Nothing. I've talked about this quite often before in um, Bedrock Truths. Number one, God cannot lie. Why? Because (laughs) not one promise from God is empty of power. His word is true. We can trust him. Why? Because not one promise from God is empty of power. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why? Because not one promise from God is empty of power. As he is, so are we. Why? Because not one promise from God is empty of power. God is a good God. Why? Because not one promise from God is empty of power. Woo! He's loaded. (laughs) Glory to God. Acts chapter 16, please. Acts 16, verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, saying praises unto God, and the prisoners them. They, so they, they were singing quite loud. They were thrown in prison, but they, were sing, they decided to sing a song. And let's just keep your finger there and go to Psalms 27. As I was looking at that today, and it was just like, oh, this is good. This is a good one. All the Psalms are, well, most of the Psalms are really good, except for the ones that are not. <laughs> All right. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Come on. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, wicked, even my enemies and my foes came up on me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a house should encamp against thee, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me. He's a lifter of your head. So in the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He'll set me upon a rock, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies, round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle, his tabernacle, in in his church. Sacrifices of joy. Woo! Joy! Amen. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Now listen to this in the Passion. It says, the Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He's going to guide you along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. That sounds like a song. The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to, to defend me every day. Right? Here's a song. Joey, you're going to do one of those. <laughs> I will fear no one. 
I'll never turn back and run from you. Lord, surround me and protect me. When evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. My heart will not be afraid, even if an army tries to rises to attack. I know that you're there for me, so I will not be shaken. Here's one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else, I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house. Woo! Finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. In his shelter in the day of trouble, that's where you'll find me, for he hides me where there is his holiness. He has smuggled me into his secret place. He smuggled you in. Now, when we used to live in Windsor, Ontario, um, we would smuggle from Detroit. I know what it is to be hid. And you pray you won't be caught. But he's smuggling us. And we won't be caught. No hidden trap. No danger. Nothing. He has smuggled me into his secret place where I'm kept safe and secure. Out of reach from all my enemies. Triumphant now. I'll bring him my offerings of praise. Singing and shouting with ecstatic joy. Yes, listen. And you can hear the fanfare of my shouts and praise to the Lord. Listen. Listen. Listen, Linda. Linda, honey, listen. She's not here, but she will be at the end of the month. I will get her again just because. Let's go back to Acts chapter 16, please. <laughs> ah, glory. All right. So um, it says that the prisoners heard them in verse 25. Verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened. Everyone's bands were loosed because they praised the Lord. Amen? Verse 30, uh, it says that, uh, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So your praise is going to cause people to want to get to know your God. Right? At the mention of his name, Come on, people are not going to say, sir, ma'am, yo, yo, hey, what must I do to get saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your house. And your house. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 4 in the Passion Translation. Listen to this, because um, we, we heard in, in, in the uh, King James, but in the... Passion, it says, dear friend, I'm writing to you. I'm writing for you. Mighty lover of God, an orderly account of what Jesus, the anointed one, accomplished and fulfilled among us. Several eyewitness biographies have already been written, using as their source material the good news preached among us by his early disciples. This sounds like, the, it's, it's, it's like W5 is doing this expose. And it says, um, hmm. Using as their source material the good news preached among us by his early disciples who became loving servants of the living expression. But now I'm passing on to you this accurate compilation of my own meticulous investigation based on numerous eyewitness interviews and thorough research of the story of his life. Isn't that good? It's like, what? Come on, that, that, that could be on TV right now. Doing an expose. It's like, hey, you know what? This is what we do here. 
Thorough research. Yes. Amen. There's somebody out there that can write check, one check, big one. Amen. It's been done. A lot. There have been checks written to us that we, well, when we first received all of our TV equipment. A lot. Hallelujah. And he'll do it again. Amen. Our God is lavish. He's, he's just extravagant. Amen. It is appropriate for me to write this, for he has also appeared to me, so that I would reassure you beyond any shadow of a doubt the reliability of all that you've been taught of him. Come on. We can reassure people absolutely that God is good. God is a healer. God is the one that opens up the blind eyes. God is the one that sets the prisoners free. Come on. We know. We've been there. We have been touched by him. Amen. That's why we're here. He saved us, picked us up, dusted us off, sent us on our way. Come on. Look, 137 in the Amplified. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. Nothing is ever impossible. No word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. <laughs> not one word, not one jot, not one tittle. You use this on purpose. Amen? <laughs> wow. In Luke 12, 32, we're going to hit this kind of quick. Um, it says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure. He wants to. Amen. Come on. Can you imagine? Okay, it's his good pleasure. It's not just his pleasure to do it. You know, we say, yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. No, he said, it's his good pleasure. That's biggie-sized pleasure. Philippians chapter 2, please. Because it's his good pleasure, let's go down that road for a minute. God's Electric Power Company, Philippians. I learned that when I first got saved. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It is that, John. Thank you. <laughs> Man, you're picking on me today. What's the deal with you? <laughs> Philippians 2.13 For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Again, good pleasure. New Living Translation For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He's the one that's going to give you the desire to do it. He's the one that's going to empower you to do it. So you don't have to sit up there and try to work this thing all up by yourself. Come on. No. Stand ye still and see. Passion. God will continue. Listen to this one. God will continually revitalize you. <clears throat> All right. For those of you in this Presbyterian audience here, God will continually revitalize you. Woo! Come on now. You get, more of a, you get more applause when you get people talking about they getting their hair revitalized. 
man. No, he said he'll continually revitalize you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. He's going to implant, implant into you. That's that hair thing again. Maybe it's, he's in the hair. Implants. But it's going to happen. Living Bible. For God, <laughs> glory. For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him. He's going to help you want to. Because, you know, there's, come on now, there are times when you don't want to. Oh, are you all just super saints? And you always want to do everything absolutely, right? No. <laughs> By faith, yes. But heck to the no, for real. For God is at work within you, helping you to want to obey them him, and then helping you to do what he wants. He's going to help you to obey, then he's going to help you do the deal. Glory! We got a maid! I remember listening to people say, oh yeah, serving God is so hard. Take that verse. That's, he's doing it, so stand ye still. Isn't it funny, because you, you know, you listen to uh, the story with Mary and Martha, and you know, Mary sitting at uh, Jesus' feet, and Martha just run, running around telling Jesus what he needs to be doing. I could just see your head just go inside of You need to, <laughs> boy, you need to be telling her. <laughs> Get that girl out in this kitchen. <laughs> but Jesus had to say, Martha, Martha. He had to call her twice. Why? Because she was just going off. He was like, woman, please. Anyways. Second Thessalonians. Getting way away from that. Second Thessalonians, please. Verse 11. One. Thank you. You two are bouncing back and forth, aren't you? <laughs> if the left don't get you, the right one will. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Second. <sighs> well, is this going to read down the? <laughs> it's going to read down the aisle. All right. I'll say it a little slower for you. Second Thessalonians, please, chapter one, verse eleven. <laughs> Wherefore we pray always for you and you. That, <laughs> glory to God, especially you. Uh, that our God will count you worthy of his calling and, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. And the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. New Living says, so we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to, to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Who's going to do this? He's going to do it for you. Living Bible so, says, so we keep on praying for you that our God will make you the kind of children he wants to have and will make you as good as you wish you could be. Turn on your dream machine. How good do you want to be? Come on. He's going to do it. 
It says, we will make, he, he, he will make you as good as you wish you could be, rewarding your faith with his power. That's the reward. Man. Message. Because we know that this extraordinary day is just ahead, we pray for you all the time. We pray that our God will make you fit for what he's called you to be. Not to do, but to be. To be. He's called you to be. And pray that he'll fill your good ideas and acts of faith with his own energy. Woo! Come on! That's a resurrection power. Bam! You won't get tired. You won't get weary with well-doing. Come on now. Uh-huh. Message. Because we know that this extraordinary day is just ahead, we pray for you all the time. We pray that uh, God will make you fit for what he's called you to be. Pray that he'll fill your good ideas and act of faith with his own energy so that it all amounts to something. He, come on, we all got something to do here. We do. We're all called. We all have a part to play in this decade of destiny. We all have a part. It's just not one person watching somebody else do everything. No, no. One person bowed their knee. Everybody else fell into place and fell into their place. Come on. Where's your place? Do you know what you're doing? You're not here just to fill a seat. Are you kidding? There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. Amen. James 122, it says, be ye doers of the word and not a hearer only. You got to do this. Why? Because if you don't, you'll deceive your own self. New Living says, just don't listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. The message, don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Act on it. Act on what you hear. If you hear, go lay hands on the sick, well, act on that. If you hear, well, you better tithe, act on that. What is it? It's all obedience. Right? Yeah. If you hear, slap those that, that desperately uh, oppose you, don't act on that. There's not a word for that. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> slap those that despitefully use you. No, edify one another daily ways today. No, that's pronoun trouble. <laughs> okay, last couple of verses. Are you ready? <laughs> Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that some things work together for good. No, no, all things work together for good to them that love God. Is that us? Do we qualify? Yes, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And if you're called according to his purpose, he's going to purpose you to do his purpose. And he's going to empower you to do what he's purposed you to do on purpose. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. <laughs> New living. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amplified, we are assured and we know that God, being a partner in their labor, he's going to partner up with you. He's a partner in your labor. All things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and for those who love God and are called according to his design. 
and according to his purpose. His design. He's designed you on purpose. And he's designed you to be an original, so don't you die a copy. Don't try to be like somebody else. Surely can't preach like me. Right? Thank God. <laughs> and I, I, I can't do what she does because I, I just couldn't. Surely? No. In goodness and mercy, we'll have that. Yeah, let's go there. <laughs> Passion translation, it says, so we're convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. Amen? And for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The very last verse. Oh. No, no, okay. Who's that? Oh, that was him. <laughs> okay. Did you want to read it? No, no. No? Oh, nice. Are you going to kiss him again like that in the face? No? Oh, he's not worthy of the kiss today? Oh, later? You didn't even get one today? Oh, my goodness. He's down a court. You got to fix him up. Don't leave him hanging. <laughs> Help him. Help him. <laughs> oh, yes, the verse. <laughs> yes, and we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing, bringing good into our lives. So, for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Woo! And let's end it with this. Luke 137, Passion. Not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing, no thing is impossible with God. So, our part to play in this decade of destiny, our part to play in this, whatever it is he's designed us to do, just do it. Just do it. And enjoy the trip. He will give you a song. What is your song today? He will, come on. God is the light of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Ooh. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's stand on our feet and say something because it's just because we can. And I think we should. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> Death and life are in the power of my tongue. I declare in Jesus' name, my life is changing. I declare no weapon. Formed or fashioned against me shall prosper. I declare God will perform that which concerns me. 
I speak to my physical body. I declare body function in the perfection you've been created to function in. Every sickness, every disease, every germ in my body dies instantly. I live divine life. I walk in divine health. I declare promotion in my life, promotion in my job, promotion in my spirit, promotion in my job, in my soul, in my finances, divine health in my body. I declare increase and it shall surely come to pass. I'm anointed. I have surely come to pass. I'm anointed. I have virtue. Burdens are removed. Yokes are destroyed. I walk in the glorious light of the gospel. I walk by faith, not by sight. I have no fear. I have been given a spirit of love, power, sound mind. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Whatever I say is so. So all that I have said, all that I have declared, shall be established unto me. Now, 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 in Jesus' name, I have what I say. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Shout about it. Glory. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.